0: Alright, got a new co-host with me uh, today, young Daniel Cochran, great to have you.
1: G'day brother, how are you mate?
0: Uh, look, I'm excited to have you here, we're, I'm excited, we're, we're going to be talking to, to Ollie, we know him as Ollie, Oliver Hill, uh, the, the, the country manager of uh, New Zealand, HP New Zealand, but before we talk to Ollie, uh, how about we tell, we tell the audience a little bit about you, why, who, are, who is Dan? Who is Dan? <laughs> <laughs> you let me know. Uh, What's your role here at HP?
1: Yeah, look, my role at HP is the National Enterprise Sales Manager for Education and Government. And one of the, obviously we're talking about reinvent the classroom here, one of the big things that we're really passionate about within HP, and I'm also very passionate about, is being able to drive learning outcomes and how can we actually improve the students' learning outcomes. So that's what we're here to talk about.
0: Well, I, I tell you what, how about I'm going to fire a few, we're going, to, we're going to talk to Ollie a bit in depth, but I want to quick fire at you. I'm going to fire a few questions at you. No, no thinking, quick response. Uh, Dan, where do you live? Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Uh, Favourite footy team? Doggies. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> the doggies in the NRL. Um, uh, what, what sports do you like?
1: Uh, you name it, everything. Surfing, cricket, basketball, tennis, soccer, okay, football. NRL, <laughs> NFL, you name it, anything, who's you, anything. Who's, you, who's your EPL team? Well, uh, the one and only Gunners sitting on top of the ladder.
0: The Gunners, Gunners. We had a we, we had a Gunners fan in one of our earlier episodes here as well. Um, and what about as a child? Uh, what teacher, who's your favourite teacher that you can remember from, from when you were
1: at school as a kid? Oh, wow, that's a really good question. We had a, a bunch of teachers that I really liked, but there was probably... One that challenged me the most, which was Mr McBride. Funnily enough, he was my he was my IT teacher, which <laughs> which I've always had a passion for IT. Uh, I've always found IT to be sort of one thing that's quite nat- comes quite naturally for me. So I would actually finish all of the tasks quite early, and then get in trouble by Mr McBride because I wasn't doing because I was always disrupting the class. Well, you probably deserved it anyway.
0: Let's devote this episode to Mr. McBride. Mr. McBride, Mr. McBride. Oh, that's your mission now. I'm giving you a homework task now, uh, Dan. I want you to find uh, Mr. McBride somewhere. Uh, oh, I don't know if he's going to be on LinkedIn, <laughs> but we, let, let's let's reach out to the school. Let's see if anyone still knows him and, and forward on a, a, a link to this episode. Mr. McBride, when you listen to this, this episode is devoted to you. We're going to be talking to uh, Ollie uh, um Oliver Hill, uh, the New Zealand Country Manager, all about uh, how we're going to look at IT and, and shape I, IT and, and drive learning changes uh, in New Zealand. Let's dive in.
1: Excellent. Thanks.
0: All right. Reinvent the Classroom, diving all the way across the pond into New Zealand. Kia ora, Ollie. How are you doing, my brother?
2: Kia ora, bro. I'm all good. How are you doing?
0: Oh, bro, how we doing with all my brothers today? Dan, Dan in the studio at Rhodes with me. High five across the studio room. Ollie, um, brother, tell us what's your what's your role? What do you do? Why are you on the podcast today?
2: Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Why did you invite me here? That's probably the question. No. Well, uh, probably need to balance, the uh, handsomeness. You've got the two. got the two ugly blokes uh, over hey, here hey, in Sydney at the yourself, moment. Mate. You've
0: got the, the good-looking man all the way over in uh, in Auckland. It's,
2: it's amazing the filters you can put on Zoom these days. I tell you. <laughs> hey, uh, no. So look, I'm uh, I'm the country manager for HP New Zealand, so responsible for HP's operations um, in Aotearoa and I've been with HP uh, for almost 19 years now, so I've been, been here a really long time. And uh, yeah, I'm extremely passionate about uh, how we can, um, as a tech leader, um, really help in educating uh, New Zealand uh, youth to make sure that you know we are seizing all of the opportunities that uh, the technology industry um, and wider technology in industries uh, can offer.
0: It's an interesting conversation and, 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 and you've, you've actually gone straight to, uh, a theme that is pretty consistent in the whole reinvent the classroom podcast. We're obviously sitting behind me for the people who are watching, uh, live rather than listening. I've got the, the HP logo behind me. I've got the Intel logo sort of just sitting over my shoulder, but, uh, we, we are in this mecca of, uh, technology right now yet we somehow always seem to talk about the humanity, about the child, about the heart, about the spirit. Uh, It's fascinating that... Whilst we exist in this technological realm, really our core business, uh, core business from an HP sense, but core business from an individual sense is so much centered on, on, on the humanity of, of, of what we do. Dan, uh, you, you've got a similar role to Ollie, but 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 uh, obviously here in Australia, particularly through enterprise, what do you take on that?
1: Not quite as, uh, not quite as. Up there as Ollie is at this stage, obviously no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look obviously from a, uh, a national education lead here in Australia, um, look the the major focus for us from an education point of view is actually driving out d- driving learning outcomes, so yeah, look that humanity humanitarian piece around driving learning outcomes is one of the things that we need to really nurture that those children and being able to enable better learning outcomes for. Digital through digital pedagogy with our teachers in, in schools,
0: and, and you you actually mentioned that 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 phrase enabling better learning outcomes, and there there is a, a a very clear goal. I remember when I first began working for HP, my onboarding the first two weeks it was in the middle of a lockdown, which was quite a, a surreal experience just in itself. But it wasn't diving straight into to work. The the the, the first two weeks was understanding this concept of the HP way. Uh, And that was a really core part of of, of my onboarding sort of process. And there is a a particular goal that we have around uh, learning outcomes.
1: Yeah, definitely. Look, from a sustainability point of view, HP has got a massive focus there. And part of that sustainability is people, planet and community. None of that community piece is the education point of view. So how do we actually enable better learning outcomes for 100 million people? So, Ollie, how are we tracking on that? Yes, I think the target
2: was to achieve that by 2025. Madan.
1: Yes, that's right. I yep. think
2: that, that one of the things I'm really proud of is the fact that we set ambitious targets at HP and have done for a really long time. Uh, and pleased to say that, yes, we have already achieved that. And it's, it's only 2023. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, amazing to have made that contribution.
1: And then we've got a, a further stretch goal now to um, hit by 2030, accelerate digital equity. So for 150 million people. So we're still on track on, in hitting that. Obviously, we're ahead of our ahead of our numbers and ahead of our target, which is absolutely fantastic because it, as Ollie just said, stretch target, 100 million people worldwide, absolutely fantastic. So we've nailed that one. Now it's focused on the next one for 2030.
0: Look, uh, do you know what? As the educator in the room here too, like uh, – uh- Often we talk about our, our sphere of influence and, and became a teacher because you're trying to make a difference uh, in, in the lives of the, the children that you meet and, and in, in in society in general. Uh, but your 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 initial sphere of influence begins just with the classroom. Uh, you know, the the twenty five, thirty kids that, that 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 are there every day. And then, as you develop your career and and became like a, as I became a school leader, then suddenly my sphere of influence grew to to the entire school community, and and you know I did some pretty cool stuff on social media, and, and my sphere of influence grew again to to working with schools and systems and e- even uh, districts in other countries, et cetera, et cetera. But now you're you, you're talking here, the 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 scale of influence to literally just just. That number—you both rattled off that number very, very nonchalant. But to be able to think a hundred million, million children, a yeah, hundred million people of our youth, the the, the next generation, influenced, improved, affected by what we're trying to do here, and 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 a stretch goal of fifty million more—that's just nuts, right? That's crazy. Yeah,
1: such a proud moment, mate. Look, at the end of the day, yes. HP is a product where we make products, right? But at the end of the day, reinvent the classroom is not about product. It's about actually enabling those better learning outcomes. So how do we actually go about doing that? And how do we actually then influence teachers, give them the right tool sets to be able to go, how do we actually drive for a student what they're doing in the classroom in a much better way, using that technology to be able to sit there and go, I'm going to have a better learning outcome from this.
0: Yeah look it, it, you 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 both are, are are leaders within HP uh you both have very visible leadership and, and and you're talking here about let's let's lead as a corporate entity but Ollie I, I want to ask you you've got you've got good social media game yourself how do you have visible leadership what does visible leadership mean to you as a as the country manager of of, of New Zealand what does that mean and what's the responsibility what's the burden what's even the benefit of such a thing Great question I think
2: you know for me leadership uh, is you know, making sure that you are doing what is right you know even if it is not going to be popular with everybody and that takes courage you know to actually uh, lead when when it might not be the easy or the, the, the least uh, path of resistance um, that's real leadership and I think then leadership is also when you're thinking about the greater good and 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 not just what's happening you know for you and 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 for your own benefit right and you know that's where back to my earlier comment you know i i can see just how crucial digital capability is and where we see the the app and what we call the digital divide um getting worse and worse and and, and i see it becoming you know at 10 times worse um in the, in the near future because as Integrate technology more into our lives. Those people that are left behind are going to uh, far far further behind, and it's just the right thing to do for all of us um, and our the overall um, success of the country that we can actually support these young Tamariki to um, you know rise up and have those opportunities because otherwise um, you know it, it's just not going to be um, a fun place to be.
0: I wonder. How, you've mentioned courage. There are, there are core elements there. What translatable skills do you really try to champion or or have you tried to develop in your personal leadership that other leaders should also aspire to? What have been those, I guess those markers, those indicators of success in your own personal development that you've really tried to sharpen?
2: Yeah, I think for me, Spending the time to really understand your values and your passions and what your purpose is is crucial because if you don't spend the time to understand that, then you can just be a little bit lost and, you know, just trying to go from the next thing, just trying to always do just a bit more. Uh, And if you can get to the point where you're like, I'm clear about what I want to achieve, I've got a purpose, then the rest of it becomes a lot easier because you just keep coming back to that. Is this driving me towards my purpose? So I very, very um, strongly recommend people take that time to to learn that about themselves.
0: You just, you know what, you, you, as you say that, I'm thinking of uh, Sun Tzu and the art of war. I'm not sure if you've you unpacked that. Dan, I see you nodding. You're familiar with Sun Tzu there? Uh. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's one of the principles that, that Sun Tzu outlines is mm. before you go to battle, you fight the war a thousand times in your Correct. head. Before you send a single soldier yep. into battle, you've already fought that war a thousand times. And, and I guess that's a little bit like what you're saying there. Actually think through everything, know what it is that you want to do, and have extreme clarity planning have your strategy there before before you execute so you, you've already thought it through and it, and it's it's authentically what you want to do I, I think that's important yeah and i think
2: and i think it's important that it's a one thing yeah you know, what's that one thing that you want to do not five things mm. because you need to be going in one direction not five because you're going to go a lot further and it's going to be a lot more rewarding
0: well here's the here's the hard question what is Oliver Hill's core value? You, you said you, you people have to think about what their purpose is. What, what is – what's the real core of Oliver Hill telling you what you what you believe in? Who, who are you?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, look, for me, um, it, it, it does evolve and change over time. So, you know, for me, a, a big part of it is around creating um, a bigger vision and, and belief within individuals and organisations, and that they can do more than they think they can. And I'm really translating that uh, a lot towards how do we make New Zealand better? Like, what can we do? Um, and bringing industry together so that all boats rise. So for me, it's about how how do we create um, more belief in those outcomes and how do we um, show people that once they've got the belief, uh, they've got the mission, and they connect those two, that, that great things will happen.
1: Yeah, correct. Ollie, I I I couldn't agree with you more around that. When you just sit down and think as a leader, what do you want to be? What do you want to be known for? And what legacy do you leave behind? Um, It's really around defining what type of leader you want to be, and part of that defining of what type of leader you want to be becomes that goal setting. Really have a having a real under, good understanding and defining exactly what you want to what you want to leave behind by not only not only knowing where your strengths are, but understanding where your weaknesses are, and then mm. continue to, to continue to grow, which is what we're talking about here, which is all around that growth mindset and making sure that yeah. we continue to grow our children and our and our students, um, and really get in there and and figure out how do you actually improve. And continue to improve, because everybody is not going to be the best at everything all the time. Yeah. So, I I I love how you actually really define that pre- previously around making sure you focus in on one. I've actually got three myself that Ooh. I that I wanna, <laughs> that, I've, uh, that I that I want to be known for and what my legacy means. So let's go, brother. What are they? Uh, sustainably minded. Yes. Inspirational leader. mm Hmm. And the third and final for me is really driving that culture. Driving that
0: culture. There is a, uh, a another episode coming for, for for fans of the podcast. So I'm going to dive in and, and, and have a one on one with Dan and and really unpack that. I I I've been blessed to be able to to get <laughs> to know you and and we've we've thrown around the word brother a few times. <laughs> we're, we're we're smiling and giggling, but uh, working with you has been like working with a brotherhood. Uh, Ollie, when I came over to, when I came over to New Zealand recently, we, we launched Reinvent the Classroom at, uh, Fungaparoa College. And I met some of the, the HP team over there. And you said to me, I was, I was now part of the, the, the Far Now. Um, did I say that right?
2: Yep. You're part of the HP Far Now for sure.
0: And it's, 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 that's a core cool part of it, right? That, 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 brotherhood that I have with you, the, yep. the, the Far Now that I now have, uh, with Ollie, that, that's a, such an important part of, uh, I guess, the culture, culture of, of yeah. inclusion, that that yep. HP way. It's quite fascinating coming out of education where most educators, you know, 26 years I've, I spent in schools, uh, where it's obvious that the type of person who has a career in education is someone who puts – community first and, and, and puts others before themselves. I wasn't sure what the culture was going to be like coming into a corporate entity and, and entering somewhere afar now like HP where the first two weeks were onboarding of the HP way and understanding sustainability and understanding this, this desire to do good. And the fact that HP will walk away from a, a, a big deal with big dollars if it doesn't match the, the, the ethical or, or morality of, of what we're trying to do. That's it. Very, very curious thing, and, and it's something that is not waived and, 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 and done in marketing strategies of, hey, we, we turned down these other details because it didn't match our ethics, but it is the core value of, of, of who we are as, a, as, as an entity. It's, it's quite interesting. I'm curious. I'm going to ask you, or we might even go all three of us. I want to ask who has been that role model? We, we, we've talked a little bit about the values that we have. Who's your leadership role model? I've got two great leaders um, sitting here with me today. Uh, I might kick off just to give you a, a, a moment to have a little bit of a think um, and then I'll, I'll throw to you Ollie and then I'll, I'll wrap up with you Dan that's the teacher in me letting the student know that I'm about to ask them a question in fact that's for the for the listeners of the podcast fans of the cast that's an old school teacher thing that I realised I just did without even thinking about it if you tell the student you're about to ask the question before you even ask the question then you say the question it gives them time to think and process very good uh, for particular boys' education, letting boys just think through things a little bit more. Um, But I want to ask about leadership and about that role model. I know I'm I'm hypercritical of myself. Poor old Joel from marketing uh, and and Rob, the regular co-host, had to deal with that yesterday. I, I, I love Muhammad Ali. Love Muhammad Ali. One of Muhammad Ali's lines is, good is the enemy of great if you are just happy with doing good, you're never, ever going to push yourself to to, to, to real greatness. So I am, I feel like I've done a lot of awesome things in my career, but if I walk off stage after a presentation or I've done something, I am hypercritical of myself. Still proud of what I've done, but very, very rarely will I go off and give myself a high five because I always want to sharpen that, that spearing and get better and better. I'm curious as to see... We've talked a lot about the core values of leadership. Who are your role models that you do try and, I guess, lean on uh, in an aspirational way, Ollie? Yeah,
2: look, it's a, it's a, it's a really tough question because uh, you learn so much from all, so many different leaders. Uh, I, I arguably learn more from the leaders that I don't want to be like. But <laughs> oh. I do. Um, over the I years. won't ask you that name I- of those people though. <laughs> <laughs> We can have that chat offline. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, you know, one I would actually uh, go to Bill and Dave, the you know, founders of HP, in terms of um, the courage of leadership, you know, to do the right thing when it wasn't the done thing. Um, and the, what, yeah, some of the, the things that we now take for granted in leadership, they were visionaries in that space. And so, yeah, I mean, as much as it sounds like uh, I've got an HP tattoo somewhere, <laughs> On me, by like, giving that answer, I think the yeah, ability definitely it, right up there with world leaders.
0: The founders, the founders of what we now call Silicon Valley, right? Like they're, 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 at, they're at inception.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's that whole, you know, they're, they're, they were in the 30s and 40s when businesses were very different than they are today. They were the ones saying, you know, an organization needs to give back to the society in which it operates. And you know, leading in terms of how they've done it. And the, the philanthropic organizations that they set up, yeah, you know, as part of their legacy still live today. Yeah, they really, really did that. But but also drove to do amazing work by mm. giving them the freedom to do the amazing work, not by forcing them to do the amazing work. And that's you know, that's still something that's only in the last 10 years has really evolved um in leadership, which is give people space and and um, purpose, they will do amazing things, and they will lead leaders in that space too.
0: It's a podcast in itself. That episode, I, I don't know if, if if Joel from marketing can 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 hear us, but I, I, maybe in, in in a future season, we need to find who the HP historian is uh, and actually unpack uh, the, the story of 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 of. Uh, uh, Hewlett and Packard there, and, and, and really Bill and Dave, and, and, and dive into them as, as, as men, as visionaries, as leaders. Um, it could be a yeah.
2: Well, I had a guy deliver a bunch of firewood to me last week, as you do, and uh, he was like, "Where, oh, where do you work?" As we're unloading this firewood, and I told him, and he goes. Oh, I've read the HP wave, and I was a bit shocked Wow! <laughs> not that many people have read the book, and he was just going on and on and on about how um, you know, amazing the culture is at HP, and so, you know, it, it, it's famous, um, and I think it would be great to dive into a deeper
0: Perfect. Uh, Dan, who's, your, who's
1: your, your, your
0: role model? Who do you lean on?
1: Uh, look, I've got a, a few. Oh, me, obviously. Uh, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few people that I draw inspiration inspiration from. Brett's Larkis being oh, one yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tick. Slip you that uh, but later. Like, realistically, uh, one of the if let's talk sports for a second because you know I'm a sports fanatic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I love surfing. Mm-hmm. So as a as a young kid, I grew up in the era of Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater. So Kelly Slater and his Star Trunks that he used to wear all the time out there as a young kid hitting the scene and still surfing to this day, 11 times world champion and somebody that just looks at the face of challenge and continues to drive and challenge himself. And continues to grow. He's been able to innovate. He's been able to actually innovate not just uh, from how he surfs, but the products that he actually surfs on. So, pro- from a from a um, surfboard point of view, from fins, all those type of things. So, draw innovation from mm. him, definitely, one hundred percent.
0: Was it? Was it? Was it Kelly Slater or, or, or Mick Fanning
1: that punched the shark? Oh, that was Mick. Oh, that was Mick Fanning. <laughs> yeah, that's courage. You didn't talk about that's leadership. He about courage. That's
0: courage. <laughs> yeah. Swim up to a great white punch him in the face.
1: Fight or flight, mate. Fight Woo. or flight. That was definitely fight. So, uh, and then the other person, I've got multiple different other leaders that I really draw inspiration from, but one that really sticks in my brain all the time is Peter Drucker. So when you think about Peter Drucker and one of the things that he actually stated, which is- I haven't had breakfast yet. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Culture, each each strategy for breakfast. So, and look, I, I think about that statement on a weekly basis when I sit down and- have a have time to sit down and think about, well, how do I give myself some time to do some critical thinking, and strategic thinking, and I think about that statement. What does it really mean for me, and what does it really mean? So, yes, culture we need to have within our within our organisation, and the easiest way to create culture is to have heaps of fun, which is what we're doing at the moment. It sure. Are. Secondly, I think we still need to have strategy because without strategy, we're we're ship without a rudder. So, yeah. um, yeah, look, I think. They're the two that I draw most of my inspiration from.
0: That's great. Gents, thanks so much for for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, can't wait to to continue the great work that we all do together.
1: Thank you. Kiora. Awesome. Thanks, Brett. Cheerio, bro. <laughs> Cheerio, bro.
0: <laughs> what do you think uh, Mr McBride would think of that episode, Dan?
1: <laughs> uh, look, I think he'd be very fascinated in regards to where I've finished in life. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sure. Do you know what? All teachers very very proud of their students, yeah, uh, and, and he will know now getting you in trouble. All those times that he got you in
1: trouble, pull uh, me back into line. Yeah, yeah, well worth sure, it. Well Making worth sure it. that I'm actually getting the best use out of the digital tools that we're using within that IT class.
0: Yeah, is, I think it was uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. Maybe we need to go a little <laughs> bit harder on you, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how we, we'll see how we go. But really good to hear so many cool things happening in New Zealand.
1: Mm. I mean, how about the passion from uh, Ollie around actually? Really focusing in on what he's, what he wants to be known for. Yeah, uh, leaving legacy, making leaving change, legacy.
0: And, and, and actually, like you say, um, uh, using using HP's leverage as a big multinational mm. to actually uh, change learning outcomes, improve learning outcomes for a hundred a hundred million now a hundred and fifty uh, million students around the world. It's fantastic. It's great to be part of this train. And um, thank you, everyone, for for listening in.